Hi, this is Dr. Shanitra Cuthbertson, and this is the Amaze One Podcast. This podcast aims to strengthen your faith and edify your soul. Walk with us as we walk with the one on the Amaze Road. Enjoy this week's message. I don't even know if we, we just sat down for a minute to meditate on the patience of God. He's so patient. And, and Peter said that it's not that he's slack concerning his promises, but it's not his will that any should perish. He's so patient that he'll wait. He'll wait until we get to the place to even say yes. So we are continuing our series this week on the indwelling spirit, and we've been talking about that. And I I said that I can't just drop that on you. I can't just start talking about the indwelling spirit and how that works and how this works, because sometimes we get into this, this supernatural spiritual language, and we like to talk the language of that, but there's no real principle behind it. So you got all these people talking all this spiritual talk but ain't no principle behind it. And so that is our goal of this series is that as we move toward talking about this indwelling spirit, that we understand the principles of why we need to walk in the spirit, why the spirit needs to be indwelling and what happens when he indwells. We talked last week about terms and conditions and I was laughing because it was some preachers that literally preached some sermons last week called terms and conditions, but we weren't talking about the same thing. I was like, oh, look at God. We're talking about, the, they talking about something else. <laughs> but we talked about the carnal mind, and, and the, the main scripture we have been lifting up is that a carnal mind is enmity with God. It is hostile, mutually hostile. It don't like God, and God don't like you. We talked about that those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so one of the things that we've been working with is our mind. We've come to note that there is something a tension that happens when we want to be led by this indwelling spirit, but our mind is carnal, that there is a friction there that hinders us from doing what we want to do. So we are going to explore a little bit today. And the title of the sermon is By the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. And Paul is going to help us out heavily today. We're going to start in Romans eight fourteen. Paul is writing and he says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led, you can go back, say that, as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. What is Paul talking about? a part of the evidence that we are indeed indeed sons and daughters of the Most High God, not just sons and daughters, we are all creation, but that we are born again, renewed sons and daughters, is that we are led by his spirit. And I was looking at that because that's pretty hard for some people this led by the spirit we always say it and then we never know what's real and people never know how to do it and 
all this other stuff. So I went back and I looked into the Greek of it. You can go forward now. And I circled in on that word led. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led, these are the sons. And when I looked at the word for led, it talks about to lay hold of something. And the way you lay hold of it is in such a way to bring it to a point of destination. So it's saying, for as many as God has laid hold of, and through that laying hold of, it's bringing them to a point of destination. Those are the sons of God. As many as are laid hold of. God, I, 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 there's something about being laid hold of, of God, and it's, it's kind of tricky because it's a mutual thing. The Holy Spirit is leading, but I'm uh, allowing myself to be led. So when we talk about by the spirit, it's all over the scriptures. It says Jesus was led into the wilderness by the spirit. When Philip is walking up on the chariot and acts and he, 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 he's walking and it tells him to run. But what tells him to run? The spirit is all, all over, all over, all over. In, in, in the book of Acts, when Paul them were desiring to go one way, it said, no, the, spend, the spirit hindered them. It would not let them go. So the spirit is, it, it, it holds on in such a way to bring you to a point of destination. That destination is the will of God for whatever season you are in and whatever place you are in. So it's trying to get you to a point of desired destination that has been determined by God. And it's trying to, to get all of us there. And he does that through laying hold, through being led. They did so much work by the leading of the Spirit. But the only reason they could be led by the Spirit is because they, one, knew the Spirit, and two, they could hear the Spirit. And then they had the courage and will to follow and be led by the Spirit. So off gate, if you're in a carnal mind, all of this is null and void because a carnal mind don't rock with God and it ain't trying to do what he want to do. It is not laid hold of to be bought anywhere because it does what it wants to do. It resists, it rejects, it is self-directed, it is rebellious. And so Paul says this in Ephesians four seventeen. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. So Paul is saying, you should no longer walk. If you are going to be led and laid hold of in God and you are not going to operate out of a carnal mind, then you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Now, he's writing to the church at Ephesus, and so that's why he's calling them Gentiles because these are not people that are originally Jews. And so, um, Paul, that was part of his mission. He went to the Gentiles. But Gentiles, in the sense of our modern day, is that you should no longer walk like everybody else. And it says, how did they walk? They walked in the futility of, of their mind there is something about being led and walking in Jesus in this mind 
they have got to be on one accord. And so, of course, I got to go in a little bit further. Go go forward, Sean, because I said, what is what is he said? Don't walk. Don't walk like them. OK, how they walk. They walk in the futility of their mind. What is the futility of their mind? So I went back and in the Greek, it is my ace. It means vanity or emptiness. Just in case y'all ain't think I, I had to, yeah. <laughs> so we know how to say it. Go forward one more. To expound a little bit more on this futility of mine, it is vanity, emptiness. It is unreality, purposelessness, ineffectiveness, instability, frailty, and false religion. Paul is saying, you can't walk like them and be led by the spirit of God. You cannot walk like them because they walk from their mind. And we talked about that this mind has to be renewed and their minds have not been renewed. And so the way they walked, it is vain. It is empty. It ain't in line with reality. It ain't got no purpose. It don't bring no effectiveness. It is unstable. It is this way that one day and this way the next day. It don't, it's frail and it's, 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 it's frail and can break easily. And it'll bring about some false religion. Paul said, I don't want you walking like that. Because Christians who walk like that are carnal Christians. And some people are okay with that. But you can't be led hold of. God can't lay hold of you and bring you to his point of destination while your mind is futile. He said, this I, I say. Therefore, and testify, I'm repeating, Paul, you should no longer walk. I love Paul because he tells the truth. You should no longer walk. What does that mean? Oh, you have walked like this before. You should no longer walk like the rest of the Gentile. Here's why. Because they their understanding is darkened. We still appear in this mind. All these, if you're listening to these terms, understand, and all this stuff is all up in here. He says their understanding is darkened, and you can't walk like that no more and be laid hold of by God because they are alienated from the light. Their very futile mind separates them from God. They are alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. And because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But this is what he said to them. He's talking back. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus Paul is saying they, they move in a futile mind. And you can't do that any longer if God is going to lay hold of you and lead you to his desired destination. And Paul is saying that ain't how you learned Christ. That's what he's saying. That's not how you learned Christ. Because if indeed you heard him, he's always doing that kind of if. And sometimes it means since. Since you've heard him, since you were taught by him. And the truth is in Jesus. 
then you don't walk like that. And so what is Paul saying? You have learned in Christ. What have you learned? You started to learn about how to be led by the spirit. You've learned how to allow God to lay hold of you. You've learned what his principles are and how he moves and what he loves and what he detests. And you have begin to learn these things almost like a language. But here's how we become carnal Christians. You learn them like a language, but you can't speak nothing. When I was in college, they made us take Spanish. I took Spanish and French. I took Spanish in sixth grade. I took Spanish in maybe eighth grade. I took Spanish in 11th grade. I took Spanish in 12th grade. I took Spanish in my junior year of college. I took Spanish in my sophomore year of college. I have altogether had at least five years of Spanish, and I can't speak a word. I mean, hola, como estas? I can hit you with some soft stuff. And God was just letting me know, and that's how we do him. And that's how we do church. And that's how we do his word. You keep coming to class, but you can't speak nothing. And you can't hear nothing. When I was in Peru, I went to Peru, and they speak Spanish. And I needed to use the bathroom when we went to the gas station. And I was like, man, what's that? Baño? Baño? Is como esta? Como esta? Como esta baño? Donde es? Donde? Como? What's como? How you doing? Like, I <laughs> como esta? Donde esta? Baño, baño. Like, you trying to, they like, oh, it's back there. Like, what you, what's wrong? Because <laughs> I ain't know the language. I know enough to say something. But I couldn't really speak. But the longer I was there, I began to pick up on stuff out of necessity. So as soon as I learned banyo, oh, I knew that from now on. And 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 soon as I and I start, you pick up on necessity. What what is God saying? You have to be led by the Spirit because He is laying hold of you to bring you to a destination. To get you to that destination is some stuff you got to learn by necessity. So this is not an option like I took it in college where I'm fluffing the class and I'm getting a good grade, but I really don't know nothing. We can't do Christianity like that because there are some things we need to know by necessity. If we are going to move where God wants us to move, it's some stuff we got to know by necessity. I was on Facebook last night and it, pulled, it had these memory things and it showed me that um, 10 years ago I put up this, um, I put up this post and the post said that, I remember sitting in my car um, the night before Duke's application was due, and I was thinking to myself, because I was already in my other master's program, and I was thinking to myself, oh, that's okay. I'm going to just do two years of school. That's fine. I don't want to add these extra years. I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm just not going to apply. And then something in me was like, mm-mm. So I went on ahead and I applied. But you got to understand, the reason that uh-uh came it's because I had to be led by necessity. That MDiv was necessary for me to stand before you today. It was necessary for doors that have opened. It was necessary for me to teach you the Bible the way I teach you the Bible. But if I was not listening, I would have been somewhere with an MSW, and no offense to MSWs, but I might have been working for DSS, and then I probably would have quit because that wouldn't have worked out for me. But God knew how to lead me. Because he had a desired destination and he was going to lay hold of me. No, you're going to submit that application. And I got in. So what am I saying? Let's not take this lightly. There's language that you have to learn. And then you got to figure out how to speak it. And after you figure out how to speak it, you got to figure out how to speak it with other people. 
dialogue. And then you got to figure out how to navigate by it. And we can't do any of this without the spirit of God. But sometimes we operate and move as though we can. And here's what Paul says. Go to verse 22. You learned Christ. You're being immersed in Christ. And he is the truth. So you need to put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows, it grows corrupt. It grows corrupt. Ain't that good? It just get worse. The old man grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And he says, you got to put that off because you have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man. So this is what I've been talking about the whole time. Jesus wants to lay hold of you, to bring you to a point of destination that he set before you were even here. The Bible says our days are, are they're already in his book. He has a point of destination for you that was from creation. He already knew how he wanted you, what he wanted you to do, how he would gift you, what he would make you look like. He already knew that. But to put that on, you got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind so that you could put on a new man, which is created according to God in true holiness, in true holiness. What we do not want is a static emotionalism. Paul don't want us in a static emotionalism. You know how many people come to church and will shout the floor down and go home with their spirit completely on the flow, with their inner man. They just tore the church up and everybody think it's good. But their inner man is still on the ground. That ain't what he here for. Keep that. I don't want that. Paul is saying you cannot walk in the futility of your mind of their of your mind like them. And here's the thing. Here's why. Because sin is deeply rooted. The Bible says through one man sin entered the whole world, the whole existence of humanity. Your nature, unrenewed, your nature without Christ is to sin. It will it will just somehow you just end up there. Sin is deeply rooted in the nature of man. But just as sin is deeply rooted, Jesus Christ can be deeply rooted in the nature of man, which is why he became a man, tempted at all points, yet without sin. He became a curse for us because the same way that sin deeply rooted in us, Christ is saying, I can root in the same way and more. I can root. That's why it's according to true righteousness and holiness. I can root all that in you. I can get all of that in you. The the same depth that sin took in you, Jesus Christ can take in you, in his indwelling spirit. Because I don't know when people are going to listen to this or who listening to this, because other people do listen. It is a lie. Big lie that the enemy gives us is that this life is too hard. This life is too, this Christian thing is, is just too hard. First of all, there's nothing too hard for God, number one. Number two, it's not too hard. It's costly, but it ain't too hard. Because this is what he said. Go to Hebrews 7.25. 
It's talking about Christ. Therefore, he is able, has the power, ability, strength to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. This is why we have to allow this mind to be renewed. This is why we cannot walk in a futile, carnal mind. This is why he needs to, to, to lay hold of us. Because there's nothing that he can't do when he does have us. He can't do nothing without us. He can't do nothing for you without your yes. Not ultimately, not the kind of stuff we're talking about. Your mind is not going to be renewed if you aren't submitted to this thing. That's just the truth. But if you are submitted, we have the promise that no matter how difficult it gets or how bad we are, it says, therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost. I like that word. Uttermost. I had to look it up. He is able to save completely, entirely, perfectly, through all time, forever. Oh, that's good. He is able to save to the uttermost. I cannot let myself be given over to a futile carnal mind because the help I have on the other side gives me no excuse for it. He is able to save completely and forever, every season, every time, every age, forever. So Paul leaves us with this. Go to Philippians. This is our last verse. Philippians 3. It's one of my favorite verses. Paul said, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Stay right there for a second. Paul, this, this verse is preached on so many levels. Paul said, I didn't perfect it. I'm not perfect. I have not attained, and this is the Apostle Paul. I have not attained this complete thing in Jesus. I'm not done yet. Now, I usually don't like the saying he ain't through with me yet because it's usually, when I use it, it's, it's usually not great. But the truth of the matter is, Paul is saying, he ain't through with me yet. I am moving. I am working. I am starting churches. I am discipling people. I am an apostle. I have come a long way from Saul, but I ain't done yet. So not that I have already attained or am already perfect because I ain't, but he who can save to the uttermost is. And because of that, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which he laid hold of me. Because in the beginning we talked about there is something when we are led by the spirit that a reason he is laying hold of us and pulling us toward a destination. In Paul's case, he laid hold of this man who was a murderer, a persecutor. He was bad for the church. He laid hold of him, made him the official, really, 12th apostle, and built church after church in all of Asia Minor and gave us two-thirds of the New Testament. That's why he laid hold of Paul. Most of the stuff you read in your whole Christian ethic, if you look at what you do and do not do as a Christian, if you look at where you quote and do not quote in, in 1 Corinthians 13, when he said love does not, love does not, love, that's Paul. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. That's Paul. 
That's why Jesus laid hold of him. And Paul said, even though I'm working and I'm moving and I've changed, I ain't got it all yet. But I am going to strive to lay hold of that completely for which he laid hold of me. Paul said, brethren, I guess he had to take a breath. Listen, brothers, bruh, 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 I'm the apostle, but I do not count myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do know, I am forgetting the things which are behind. I am forgetting the things that were in my futile mind. I am forgetting, not that I, I have not repented, but I am forgetting when I was a murderous Saul. I am forgetting when I persecuted the church. I am forgetting the mistakes and everything that the blood has covered because I am reaching forward to the things which are ahead. Paul said, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many are, as are mature, have what? Have what? Have this what? Oh, that's y'all good. And if anything, and if anything, in anything, you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Paul said, you got to have this mind. What are the characteristics of this mind? It's mature. How did it get mature? It's led by the spirit continually. It's not carnal. You have to have this mind so that you can go on and lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of you because that's all the spirit is trying to lead you to. But if this mind is not renewed and it is carnal and it rejects, resists, rebels, it's self-directed and that is a hindrance from what Paul is saying pressing forward that's all I wanted to share today um, God is not he, every time he's speaking something it's for a reason and I go back and I listen to these sermons because he's preaching to me as well the principles apply but I think what he's trying to do is to get us at least to an understanding that this mind has to be renewed and we cannot operate the same way and we cannot operate carnally and expect to be led and walk by the spirit of God the Bible says those who mind the things of the spirit do the things of the spirit and those who mind the things of the flesh do the things of the flesh if the true desire of the heart is God I want to lay hold of that for what you lay hold of me then I gotta let you lead me and if I got to let you lead me, then this mind has to be renewed. And if this mind has to be renewed, that means we talked about it last week. You are going to walk up and tear some stuff up. You're going to move some stuff out the way. You'll move people out the way. You'll do whatever you need to do for this mind to be renewed. So I don't want us to, oh, that's good. That was good. That was good. And go home and not do nothing. I want to truly lay hold of that for which he laid hold of me. And he ain't done yet. Like Paul, ain't none of us done yet. We still pressing. But I hope we have the same energy of Paul to have this mind, this mature mind. Let us pray. God, we thank you for where we started this morning, for your patience. You know this mind, God. 
you know the places where it has doubt, you know the places where it has pain, you know the places that are difficult. We pray today that you renew our minds, Jesus. That we may be in a position to hear, speak, dialogue, and move in the spirit, Lord God. We desire you sincerely, not aesthetic emotionalism. We want you deeply. We ask that you move in us, God. Move in us, God. Move in us, God. Out every carnal thing that is displeasing to you. Shock us, God. Have us shock ourselves in how beautiful we are when we're renewed in you. It says you live to make intercessors, Jesus. That means you are constantly, constantly, even after the cross, interceding on our behalf. We thank you for it. We thank you for waiting till we even got to this position in here, keeping us till we got to this position in here, gracing us, giving us mercy. God, help us this day. We want that. But would you lay hold of us in the first place? God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe and share. We would like to take this moment to thank our mission partners for your continued support of the Emmaus Ministries. If you would like to become a partner of Emmaus Ministries, visit us at www.emmaus1.org. God bless, and we'll see you next week on the Emmaus Road.